Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. We all want to be as healthy as we can. I think that almost goes without saying. We also know that exercise needs to be a part of that. Diet has to be a part of that. Uh, sleep. There's so many factors that go into an overall healthy life. But as we age, should how we exercise change? That's a question I thought was re- was very interesting. And I found an article from The Telegraph. It's called The Do's and Don'ts of Exercising Over 50. It's written by Matt Rogers, or excuse me, Matt Roberts. Uh, he's a personal trainer. And uh, he has some ideas that he shares. Matt says that if extending our health span, which is maximizing the years that we can do all the things that we enjoy, if that is our goal, then no matter how old you are, this means that you have to at some point leave your comfort zone. And I think that we've all experienced that. But he emphasizes that it's not about overdoing it, but being strategic in our approach. We don't have time to review every single tip that he has, but we'll touch on a few and then share the article in our show notes if you'd like to follow up on that. The first thing that Matt shares is for himself, no more long distance running. Now, he says that he's done his fair share of half marathons, marathons. He's done a few triathlons, but he says testosterone in men can drop if you do too much long duration cardio. Plus, the potential for tendon inflammation and knee problems increases unless every element of strength and mobility is absolutely perfect. And let's be honest, for most of us, for most people, it isn't perfect every time. Now, he's not saying don't run. Far from it. He's saying just drop the repeated, long, intensive runs. So for number two, he says that he only uses 75% of his range of motion. Or he recommends using heavy bands to produce progressive overload when lifting the heaviest weights. He says that that he only lifts the heaviest levels once each week for each body part. And at medium to high levels, you get maintenance and some growth. And at high loads, with a high range of motion, he says there's a real risk for tendon strain. He says the gains are safest in the reduced range at the highest loading So uh, that's what you uh, want to think about as you're approaching your resistance training. I thought this was also interesting. He says he plays tennis twice a week. So Matt says tennis is amazing for testing coordination, movement, power, mobility, as well as competition. The effects of forcing the body to have to move in response to random events should not be understated. And you definitely get that in tennis. He says he aims for high intensity interval training three times a week. And on top of that, he rows for six to eight intervals of two to four minutes on his rowing machine at close to maximum with a recovery of a similar duration. So uh, that's how he approaches his, his cardio. Now, this one I thought was interesting. He says he takes an ice bath or a cold shower for five minutes, four to five days a week. Matt mentions that there are well-documented benefits of these cold plunges to our DNA, our dopamine system, our cardiovascular system, our mitochondria, and our fat burning as well. He says, and this is true, you just have to suck it up for the grueling first minute. And the first minute is definitely the worst. The gains happen from 90 seconds onwards. 
And then the last tip that I'm going to focus on won't surprise anybody, but Matt says you have to get good sleep. Six hours, he says, is the minimum. Seven is great. And eight is amazing. If you're averaging five hours, you're going to see real problems. And if that's a disturbed five hours or less, then you are more likely, more than likely suffering from some significant hormone disturbance. And you need to take a look at that with your medical professional. He says eating late sometimes causes digestive issues that can wake you up in the night. Alcohol can disturb your sleep patterns, as will a too warm room. So there's just a few things to think about. Do you agree with Matt? Let us know on Facebook at World Senior Games how you feel about his advice. Our guest today is 80-year-old table tennis player Charlie Slater. As a senior player, Charlie says he's been beaten by an 8-year-old when he was 72 and an 84-year-old when he was 62, and he loves the fact that age isn't a huge factor in who's going to win the match. Charlie currently resides in Decatur, Georgia, where he plays weekly. He runs an annual table tennis camp for youth, and he also runs a newsletter and a website for the Decatur Table Tennis Club. This year will be Charlie's 18th year playing table tennis at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We're uh, excited to visit with you and uh, hear some of your stories and some of the experiences that you've had in the world of table tennis. The first thing I want to start off with is you talk about age not really being that big of a factor in table tennis. So I'm just curious what age you first started playing the sport. Well, I started as early as nine years old, but of course that was just recreationally. There was um, a table in the basement where I lived. This is in the Bronx, New York. Okay. And uh, that's when I first started. Um I didn't get serious until uh, really, well, I did play some in college, some intramurals. Uh, that was fun. But uh, I got more serious when I joined Delta Airlines. That was 1970. And uh, I joined the USATT, which is the sanctioning uh, body for table tennis. Okay. Uh, they have sanctioned tournaments. You get ratings. And uh, that's when things got a little more serious. So you just started out for fun as a kid, probably played with your with your family, your parents, your siblings. Right, right. And then uh, from there, it grew into uh, a little bit more serious as you got older. So you said when you when you joined Delta Airlines, about what time in your life was that when you joined the USATT? Well, let's see, that was 1970. So I guess I was um, 27 or so. Okay, yeah. so, so you're still pretty young when you really started to take it yeah. seriously. Yeah. And so for those of us who are not familiar with table tennis, maybe you can take just a second and briefly describe this rating system that you're talking about. How does that work? Well, uh, you start out with a kind of an arbitrary rating. Um, so usually a coach will watch you warm up or something like that. But uh, it's a little bit complicated. Uh, it depends on the rating of who you play and uh, who who wins the match. So, for example, um, Say there's a large difference between my opponent and I, uh, you know, say it's a 200-point difference. If the higher-rated player wins, well, that's expected, you know, and they'll get just a few points, you'll lose a few. Sure. But if you, if you, if the lower-rated person uh, is victorious, then uh, a large amount uh, is awarded to you, and they lose a large amount. So <laughs> eventually, it, like I say, it's a little complicated, but after a while, uh, you kind of level out where you belong. Okay. 
So you're sure. So it's to your advantage, really, to play better players if you're right. rated lower. But there is a kind of a disadvantage if you're a higher rated player to play down. Right, right. And it depends on uh, how the tournaments are run. Um, sometimes you have to have at least a minimum rating to play. Uh, but like I say, it if you go to enough tournaments, eventually you kind of level out where you belong. And so as you go to these tournaments and you're competing, and ideally you're competing against people that are roughly in your same skill level, but maybe just slightly better, so you can kind of test yourself and push yourself. Um, have you seen over the years as you've played that your rating continually grows, or do you have this kind of up and down roller coaster effect? Well, strangely, my highest rating was at age 75. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of a fluke. I, I, I played someone quite highly rated. And he was a defensive player and put me on offense, which I usually, I'm mostly defense myself, but uh, somehow I beat this guy and I wound up <laughs> the <laughs> highest rated I've ever been at age 75. So uh, I've come down since then. And, you know, I tell people uh, I'm kind of in the middle of the ratings group. You know, there's about 8,000 registered players and people say, well, gee, the middle. And I say, Hey, I'm 80 years old. I'm ahead of a lot of 20 and 30 year olds. So I'll <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which is worth celebrating. Right. I love that. I love that. So we talked about age not being that big of a factor. What do you think are some of the most important attributes of a successful table tennis player? Well, reflexes. I mean, knock wood, I still have pretty good reflexes. And uh, you don't have a whole lot of time. You know, the ball travels, oh, I don't know, 60, 70 miles an hour, and it's only nine yeah. feet away. So uh, a lot of it is... Uh, I'll get shots back and I don't realize how I did it. It's just you know, there's <laughs> muscle like a, memory, just reaction reflex. Exactly. You just go by the sound, the, you know, the spin, uh, you just get to the ball and, and uh, you're ready for the next shot. <laughs> I love that because I think that life is like that sometimes, right? Sometimes we're going along and we're hit this curveball that we weren't expecting. And then somehow we're able to return it. What you know, whatever that looks like in our life, whether that's a sporting event or a professional career, or we're in, or in your family, and then I'm sure just the opposite is sometimes true too, where you feel like, oh, it's just a slow little bouncer, and you go to get it, and you you <laughs> either hit it too long or you miss the whole thing altogether. All, all right. I think we can find so many analogies about life and sport, and certainly table tennis would be no exception to that. Now, this is a debate that I kind of hear oftentimes, especially around the Huntsman World Senior Games, and that is the difference between ping pong and table tennis. What's your take on it? Well, they're really the same thing. Now, ping pong was a registered name by Parker Brothers, same people that gave you uh, Monopoly. Right. So, um, but, you know, so it's more of a, a trademark than anything else. But basically, it is the game of table tennis. And, I mean, the joke is, you know, if, if you're serious – uh, it's table tennis. If you're just kind of recreationally knocking ball around, then you're playing ping pong. But really, the, even players, experienced players, still use both terms really sure. interchangeably. Yeah, the way that I hear it, like you said, kind of the joke, kind of tongue in cheek, is is as you've described it. the The table tennis players are serious and and you know they're good. The ping pong players are the ones who are out playing out in the in the uh, parking lot with uh, with their friends and you know running across the street to get the ball every time it's hit, right? <laughs> Which would be me. That would describe me perfectly. I just described my afternoon if I ever were to play ping pong or table tennis. So, so I, I love it. Um, another thing to consider or, or just to, to think about, um, we know that there are some significant health benefits, especially for seniors. 
Uh, have you have you been able to experience uh, maybe some longevity benefits or or some health benefits as an older table tennis player who's just continued to be engaged and, and active in the sport? Right. Well, um, I personally uh, feel pretty good after a match. Uh, I find my stamina is is holding up pretty well. And, uh, you know, you mentioned other health benefits. Uh, there's a Dr. Amen um, who has done research on table tennis. I mean, he's written quite extensively and uh, he's been using it with uh, Alzheimer's patients. Uh, it seems to help with brain function, something about the coordination, the eye-hand coordination. Um, so, and there's uh, also work being done with um, Parkinson's patients. Uh, we had a fellow that played in Decatur. Um, he had Parkinson's. Uh, I'm not sure exactly at what stage he was or whatever. He shook terribly, but amazingly, he was able to play table tennis at a pretty darn good level. So something about that uh, uh, was just, uh, he was able to, to do it. You know? we've uh, we've been made aware of some of these benefits as you said in in the cognitive area the Alzheimer's the dementia area as well as the Parkinson's uh, and in fact we have a, a special division for uh, players that are experiencing or that have been diagnosed with Parkinson or with another neurological disease uh, here at the games and uh, you know there's there's a lot of research to be done still but there's a lot of real promising research on the benefits of table tennis and i think that i don't think that anybody knows exactly the mechanism that is at play here yet that's the research that needs to be done right. but there does seem to be some real significant benefits whether it's the eye hand coordination or it's the the mental engagement that it requires to as you said return that 70 mile an hour ball that's coming at you with a curve on it we don't know exactly what it is but some really interesting and exciting uh, research to be done on uh, brain health and uh, mental acuity when it comes to table tennis. And we love being a part of that at the Huntsman World Senior Games and want to continue to make sure that, uh, you know, we're a resource in those discoveries as they're, as they're made, um, you know, through, through the use of, of science and whatnot. Um, I do want to talk a little bit with you about some of your experience. Now, you've been playing for a long time. You said you joined USATT at 27. You've been playing tournaments since then. You're now 80 years old. Is that is that still correct? You haven't had a birthday? Uh, just had one in November, so still 80. Okay. okay. Well, happy birthday in November, but 80 years old, so that's a long time. I'm wondering if you can share a memory of maybe one of, the, one of your favorite tournaments that you played at or one of the favorite moments in table tennis. Well, um, one that comes to mind is I was playing this uh, lady at the Huntsman who was strictly defense. I mean, she was popping the ball up and I was trying to smash it and it wasn't working for me. So I, I decided I'm going to have to play her game. You know, we'll just go pit a pat back and forth. Now people were there observing. Someone said one of our points lasted like five minutes. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. I mean, normally a game is about seven seven minutes, something like that, when you play to 11. Uh, one of our games went to about 45 minutes, I believe. Wow. <laughs> but I, was, I wasn't going to lose to this woman. And finally, I beat her, but I was exhausted at the end. I mean, it was just... You talk about a battle of attrition there, exactly, right? A game that exactly. you're used to being seven minutes long all of a sudden goes three, oh, four, five times that amount. <laughs> right. So that's one memory. Uh Another thing, uh, well, it happened last year. There was a fellow named uh, Scott Priest who does uh, kind of like an exhibition, uh, yeah. trick shots and that kind of thing. 
And he just picked me out of the crowd. I was just sitting there and he said, hey, uh, how about warming me up? So I got out there and had a big crowd around. And the most incredible thing, this guy stood probably 60 or 70 feet away from the table. Okay, served it. It was a legal serve, came over the net, had such spin on it. There was absolutely no way for me to get, get to it. <laughs> so uh, it was quite a crowd pleaser. And uh, it, that that was fun. Fun to be involved in, for sure. Scott Priest is uh, kind of known colloquially as Mr. Ping Pong. We talked right. about the difference between ping pong and table tennis. Uh, definitely um, a very talented player and uh, also kind of known as the Harlem Globetrotter of table tennis. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that he was able to put together some really fun trick shots. And that happened just last year at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Is that right? I, that was last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots lots of fun. We, we were uh, excited to have him come and be a part of the event. And he actually did end up playing in some divisions as well. But the show that he put on was a lot of fun for our crowd. Uh, we, uh, we look back on that as one of the good memories of the games as well for 2023. Um, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how, if someone was interested in in getting into the sport, you've been in it for a long time, but if someone was just saying, hey, I'm looking for something new, I want to try something, how, what's the best way to, to get involved in table tennis? Well, the first thing I recommend is not to spend a whole lot on a paddle. I mean, you can if you want to, um, but there are, um, you know, you can, uh, some sporting goods stores have paddles that are are decent. Uh, often you have to go online and there's a lot of options there. But uh, you can Google uh, table tennis in my area, that kind of thing. And there are plenty of clubs all around. So there are uh, clubs all around, all, really all around the United States, right? Right, right all around. And uh, on my website, on Decatur Table Tennis, uh, we give you other places to play. I mean, because we only uh, play two days a week. So, uh, I mean, there are bars, there are uh, there are um uh, businesses that have tables too that's become yeah. popular uh a business will on their lunch hour guys will get out there and um, <laughs> play some pong and uh so there are a lot of options but um i you know uh if it's something that appeals to you i would recommend joining the usatt because that kind of codifies everything it uh it makes a um it, it puts you in situations that uh are you know uh the top of the level shall we say um sure playing conditions people yeah. who play that kind of thing so as a uh, member of usatt I'm, I'm sure that they give you an annual calendar of various sanctioned events around the you. united states if you wanted to travel and, and sure. locally if they're available in your backyard right. so uh, an incredible resource of information there as well do you, off the top of your head, I know you're not a representative for them, but is their website, is it usatt.com or do you know what their right. website is? Well, it's usatt.org. .org, okay. Right. And uh, they have a list of all the, uh, by state and uh, uh, where tournaments are being held and uh, where they play and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a good resource. Yep. Awesome. So, Charlie, you've been playing for a long time. Have you ever gone to any international tournaments? Well, uh Delta was invited to, um, it was a tournament that was run by several different airlines. Delta was not a member, but we were uh, invited guests. And uh, yes, I went to Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, That was in 99, I guess. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I believe it was uh, 1999. Yeah. Um, 
that was fun. My wife went along too because uh, <laughs> it was more than just a tournament. I mean, there was sure. uh, the host was Swiss Air at the time, and uh, you know there was sightseeing, and uh, it, it was really neat. But uh, um, so, how did you do? Uh, well, <laughs> I remember our team beat Japan Airlines, which I thought was uh, amazing. <laughs> That's an accomplishment, right? But what's funny about it is um, there's a team from China Southern that. Uh, of course, you know, it's the national sport of China. Right. And when, when they joined this group, they won every year. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, every woman on the China Southern team could beat every other man on every other team. <laughs> so, sure, sure. So, and I, I would yeah. suspect to some degree as age doesn't come into, into play too much when it comes to table tennis is probably true for men and women that you, uh, a, a, a very successful woman could beat a very successful man and vice versa. Yes. Um, we've got about uh, two minutes left. Uh, you've been coming to the Huntsman World Senior Games for a long time. This will be your 18th year uh, when it rolls around in 2024. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. So I'm just wondering if you can share what keeps you coming back? Why do you keep coming back to the games year after year? Well, I feel it's more than just a tournament. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, old home week. You know, uh, you meet a lot of the same people, you make new friends, uh, a lot of the old friends come back, and uh, it's just a, a neat atmosphere because everyone there feels uh, activity is a, a crucial part of uh, your senior years. So uh, it, it's just a, a great feeling. Of course, St. George, very nice. Uh, it's a beautiful area. Beautiful community. And uh, it just harkens uh you know it, it keeps calling me back and uh I, I have a great time it really is nice well we're glad that you keep coming back and we hope that you're able to do so for many more years in the future you talked about the the games being more than just a competition and, and certainly competition is an important element of that uh, you kind of alluded to the friendships and the camaraderies that come from being involved in masters as well as senior sports. And we're certainly able to to watch that take place at the Huntsman World Senior Games. I'm wondering if you have just a quick memory of a, an activity that you did outside of table tennis while you were participating at the games. Um, well, uh, I took a trip up to Snow Canyon, uh, Snow Canyon um, National, um, State, State Park. Park. Yeah. Just a beautiful area. And uh just kind of communed with nature. I mean, it was just a beautiful day. I was with a buddy of mine who's also from Decatur, um, who's into Qigong, by the way, this fella. And uh, he gave me some ways to kind of, uh, shall we say, commune. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful surroundings around me. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, that we do. We do get to take place. Our event takes place in just really one of the most beautiful places ever. I, I know I'm a little biased because I live here, but Charlie, I live, I don't know, three minutes from Snow Canyon State Park. So we spend a lot of time as a family there. In fact, we were just there this weekend and just uh, enjoyed a sunny day. And as you said, just communing with nature. I think there's some real benefits uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually in being able to do that as well. And certainly as an athlete of the Huntsman World Senior Games, those opportunities are available through Snow Canyon State Park, as you said, 
there's Sand Hollow State Park. There's Zion National Park, which is just you know less than an hour away. So so many ways to uh, commune and to to interact with nature and to receive all those benefits, as well as the social benefits and the friendships that come along, and then of course the uh, health and wellness competitive benefits that are there as well. So there's a lot of good things going on with the Huntsman World Senior Games. And Charlie, we're so grateful that you've been able to be a part of it. We're coming on 18 years, a couple of more years, and you get your 20-year watch from the Endurance Awards. So we'll look forward to awarding you that in a couple of years. Sounds terrific. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, thank you so much for all of your time, and we wish you all the best, and we'll watch for you in October where we can catch up and see how things are going with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Just a couple of reminders to round us out here. We're going to be talking about this for the next few weeks, but the individual athlete registration is going to open on March 1st. It opens at the stroke of midnight. Now, just in fairness for everybody to know, some of our sports fill up very quickly. So put that on your calendar, March 1st, and plan to register early. In honor of Valentine's Day coming up soon, our guests next week are a licensed psychologist as well as a licensed marriage and family therapist. Doctors Gloria Horsley and Frank Powers co-wrote Open to Love, a motivational, heartfelt manual for people ages 60 and up on how to thrive in the world of online dating after death or divorce. I think that sounds fun. I think you will not want to miss out on that. So remember to tune in live next as well as every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating or even write a quick review. It really helps us spread the word. You can also find this and previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from the one and only John Lennon. And he said, count your age by friends, not years. Count your life by smiles, not tears. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.